Thank you for joining us for the Women Inseparable Value Series, What's Your Why? Here's Jacqueline. We are going to focus on Psalm 119. We're going to do that today and in the next three videos to follow. So 15 minutes each in these four videos, we're going to answer the question, what's your why? What's your why? And my prayer is that as you think about that question, as you hold the word of God in your hand, I pray that you would know the answer to that question. And for some of us, we will have this grand answer. And for most of us, if not all of us, our grand answer will be, oh, because I'm a child of God. Why do I read the word of God? I'm a child of God. That, that's a good why. That should, that, that should trump all of the other whys. Why do I read the word of God? Well, because I know Jesus is my savior. I have the Holy Spirit within me. God, the creator of heaven and earth is my God. He is my father. That's why I read the word of God. Sometimes life gets hard. Sometimes things get challenging. Sometimes our seasons in life um, change. Sometimes the days of the week are different than the other days of the week. Sometimes we have encounters with humans that are not fun. And we're supposed to go from this life that we live, this hardship that we're struggling with, these struggle, these attitudes and frustrations and emotions that overwhelm us and these humans that surround us that drive us crazy at times. And we're supposed to separate ourselves from this life that we live and sit down and focus in depth and eat up the word of God. I don't know if I'm the only one, but sometimes I struggle leaving the existence of my life and coming into the existence of the word of God. Do you ever feel like you need to reset when you get this book open in front of you? It's at that point that you're sitting there in the midst of life, in the midst of your season, in the midst of your story, and this book is open in front of you. And yes, you know your statement of, I am a child of God. I am saved by the blood of Jesus Christ. I am filled with the Holy Spirit. You've got your statements, but at the same time, you've got your life and you've got your story and you've got your health and you've got your, your, your heartbreak and you've got your joys and you've got your victories and you've got your stuff all around. It's at that point we need to sit with the word of God and we have to ask ourselves every time we open it, what's my why? Why am I reading this particular chapter? And sometimes we'll know the answer right away and we'll press on. Here's my why. This is why I'm reading this chapter. And sometimes we'll be reading a chapter because it's in our, um, our to-do list or it's in our reading plan that we're doing with our friends or it's in our program that we've committed to. And that's good. Finish what you've started. Complete that plan that you've started. Be accountable to your reading group. That's good. That's great. But if at that moment, reading through that plan is not feeding your soul and giving you the comfort and the wisdom and the knowledge that the spirit needs you to have at that moment, would you ever consider putting that plan aside just for the minute and reading what the Lord has for you? And then you can answer that question again. What's my why? Sure, I'm reading through the word of God from cover to cover, and that's my why, because I'm committed to this plan. So I want to do that. But maybe and perhaps because of what life is looking like right now, because of that relationship that you're in right now, that conversation that you have to have with somebody over lunch right now, you need something more than what the reading plan is giving to you. Read your reading plan for commitment's sake. That's great. But maybe God has a word for you to give to somebody else that's not part of the reading plan. Does that make sense? 
What's your why? May we always and at all times, every time we sit eating the word of God, thirsting for the word of God, may we always ask our question, why am I reading this? And may our answer always be the answer the spirit needs you to have. That's where our answers are so different. And my prayer is that during these next four sessions that we will purpose to spend time in Psalm 118. If you'll commit that with me, I highly, highly implore you read through Psalm 119, largest chapter in the word of God, powerful, beautiful. You could break it up into verse like our modern Bibles do so that you could have 176 verses. And you can figure out, you and God, how do I want to conquer these 176 verses? And it might look different for each of us. You could do it day by day, one verse a day. You're like, but this is only four sessions that might not add up well. That's your math. Math can work however you want. You could break it up into poems. There's 22 different poems or different stanzas in Psalm 118. So perhaps you want to take them as chunks of 22 and say, I'm going to read a stanza a day. I'm going to read two of these poems a day. However you want to break up Psalm 118, break it up. You might want to just sit and ingest the entire chapter. And if you do, can I tell you, you will be blessed. Block out a time. I have it on paper. So on my paper calendar, I literally block out my Bible time with God. It's part of my appointment. It's my schedule. So when I get a text or I get a request, can we go for a coffee or can we have a meeting? I look at my calendar and I can't because I already have a meeting set. That's what I'm reading in Psalm 119. I'm reading all of Psalm 119. I'll see you next week. <laughs> Focus there. Eat up Psalm 119. In preparation for this study, I was looking over Psalm 118 and was praying specifically for um, what we're going to cover so God has given me four different verses. We're going to take out four different verses that we're going to talk over these next four sessions. Will you do the same thing? Your verses are going to be different than mine. They may be the same there. You know, there's more math for you. The percentage, I'm not even going to try to talk math words, but it is possible that you and I pick the same verse pattern, but will you purpose to find four verses? And I pray that these four verses that you choose over these next four sex sessions will be the ones that lead you to your why that they'll be specific to your season in life for your why that they'll build your relationship with Jesus Christ. As you read his word, that'll be your heart's why Psalm 119. I'm going to start with verse 30. For, for today, for this session, we're going to look at Psalm 118, verse 30. This is what it says. The psalmist wrote, I have chosen the way of faithfulness. I set your rules before me. Such a simple, simple verse. But what I love is I was going through Psalm 118 up to this point of verse 30, reading verse 1 and verse 2 and verse 3 and all the way down the amount of love that the psalmist has for the, for the written word of God, for his rules, for his testimonies, for his statutes, all of these words that are used for the word of God, it's seen in every single verse. There is a love for the word of God that blows me away. I fell in love with God when I was three, when I met him as my father. I fell in love with Jesus when I was like, 
older than that and I learned exactly what Jesus did on the cross. You know, when you get older and you learn more, you fall in love with him all over again. I fell in love with the Holy Spirit when I was in my thirties, when I first got to meet the Holy Spirit and I understood, oh, it's you. That's when I met the Holy Spirit on a personal level. I knew God, I knew Jesus, I knew the Holy Spirit when I got saved as a little girl, but I didn't get to fall in love with them until I truly knew what they were doing in my life. Same thing with the Word of God. I met the Word of God when I was a little girl and I memorized scripture in the Awana program and I learned Sunday school programs on the flannel graph boards at my church and I learned from my, my junior high pastor and I learned from my high school pastor and I went to Bible college and there's moments in my life where I learned the Word of God, but there's moments in my life that I fell in love with different sections of the Word of God. Do you remember when you fell in love with a book of the Bible? Do you have that memory? Like I love my Bible, but I love, and sometimes we can insert a book. I fell in love with the book of Matthew when I wrote a book on the book of Matthew. I intently fell in love with the book of Matthew. I have a personal friendship with the book of Matthew. My heart is deeply connected with that book. I don't have a love heart relationship with Second Chronicles. I love a verse in Second Chronicles. I hear chapter 7, verse 14, and my heart skips a beat. It's my marriage verse. That's my wedding anniversary. I love that one verse, but I don't have a heart love for Second Chronicles. Does that make sense? We fall in love with the Word of God in different seasons of our life because it affected us at, in that season, at that moment. And so we saw how the Word of God fixed an issue, like James chapter 1. I remember when I first met James chapter one, I have a memory of that chapter. That chapter changed my life as a 16 year old girl. My heart is in that chapter. What's your chapter? What's your book? What's your verse? How did you fall in love with that? What is that personal memory you have that's connected to that? It's a sweet thing to, to remember. If you journal, if you dialogue your life, maybe do that. Spend some time saying, God, I remember falling in love with the book of First John. Or I remember when I met the book of Joel and how that impacted my life and my offering to you. When did you fall in love with the word of God? What was it that you fell in love with? Remember that. And it's a good way to build like, oh, I remember falling in love. I want to fall in love with more. That's what this verse is saying. This is what I love about Psalm 119, verse 30. It says, I have chosen, I have chosen the way of faithfulness. I have set your rules before me. I sat and pondered this verse for a long time. This whole chapter was just overwhelming, but this verse particularly stuck to my heart. This is why I get to pick this one to teach. He says, I have set your rules before me. It was a proclamation, a life determination of setting the rules before me. And I laugh because if anybody knows um, me, I hate rules. I absolutely hate rules. I have a little bit of rebellion in me. I've been told my whole life how rebellious I am. And I kind of, um, you know, stand a little pride with my rebellious blood. I don't like rules. 
I don't. Somebody tells me what to do and I'll smile and show you how I'm not going to. It's, it's bad. The whole concept of women inseparable stands on the phrase, no rules. It's a come as you are, come where you are, be real. No pretense, no expectations, no rules. It's, it's a thing. But yet as I'm reading through Psalm 118, God's like focus on verse 30. And I'm like, oh, but the rules. And the beautiful thing is God has rules and his rule for us as New Testament believers is love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. And the second is likened unto it. Love your neighbor as yourself. That's the rule of Jesus Christ. That's the rule that we get to stand on. And Jesus says that all of the law and all of the prophets hang on those two rules, which means the rules of the Old Testament that proved that Jesus is coming again is hung on the fact that Jesus came and that Jesus is coming again. The rules of God, the rules of Jesus, the rules of the Holy Spirit are there for freedom. It's freedom. It points always and in all ways to the blood of Jesus Christ. It's a little different than the rules that men put over us. Men put rules over us. Churches put rules over us. Religions put rules over us. And those are the rules. I'm like, mm, hate rules. Don't tell me what to do. I had a three-year-old and a preschooler once that stomped her foot every time she was told what to do. And she just don't tell me every time, all day. That was her phrase. I think of her often. <laughs> that is my heart, soul. Just don't tell me. But then Jesus comes and Jesus says, love, love me. And all of these rules, all of this beautifulness directs to the rule of love. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. There's freedom in the rules of Jesus Christ. I stand with this psalmist, and the reason I read the Word of God is so that I can set these rules before me. I want these to be the rules that guide me, to be the rules that I choose to show my faithfulness. I don't want it to be about a man. I don't want it to be about a religion. I don't want it to be about my own expectations. I want it to be about the rules of Jesus Christ. I want it to be about my love. My love for him has love for me. We're so glad you joined us today. If you need prayer or simply have questions, email us at womeninseparable at gmail.com. You can find more Women Inseparable studies on various social media platforms.